Yeah, my intro is going completely whack. That's just the way today is. Nothing is going right for me today. <laughs> I can fix the way to fix that is like, okay. There are two gigantic pieces of video playing. One is the overlay that I changed. Like, all this shit is an MOV. And the intro is also an MOV. They're two very big pieces of video. Apparently OBS has a hard time playing both of them at the same time. The way to fix that is to change this to where it's just a static image. That requires me to do work, and I have not felt like doing work here lately. Oh yeah, welcome to the Troll Patrol! Live! It's a freaking Thursday! Sorry to people that usually watch on YouTube. I am not broadcasting on YouTube tonight. One of my videos got a, another copyright, or not copyright, I'm sorry, medical misinformation strike it was taken down. Of course, it wasn't me promoting medical misinformation. It was me making fun of dumb fucks at the San Diego Board of Supervisors meeting. The dude that was like, the wind of the black people and the white people and the yellow people flows through our spirits. That dude, that those, I don't know if it was that video specifically. I just like all of it, all of it. This is is crazy. Everything going on right now. Crazy, crazy. We're going to hear from some right wingers about how the eviction moratorium is a bad thing about the labor shortage, so that should be fun. I'm sure that's not going to piss me off. Will someone please think of the landlords? We're going to hear from some landlords who are pissed off. A pizza place in Alabama says they were will literally hire anyone. I wonder what they're willing to pay, though. We're gonna We're going to get to the bottom of that. U.S. has announced it will erase student loan debt for people with severe disabilities. Good, but also not nearly enough. Chuck Todd saying that liberal bias doesn't exist apparently made some right-wingers' heads explode. We're going to talk about that. The International Monetary Fund has suspended payments to Afghanistan. And Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is also the source of one of my fucking misinformation strikes on YouTube, had some choice words for President Biden. I am not high enough for any of this shit. Uh, Once again, I'm just not in a good state of mind, just reading the horrendous news every day. But at least I'm not this fucking guy, Ray Roseberry. He's definitely not in a good state of mind. This motherfucker caused several buildings in Washington, D.C. to be evacuated for his bomb threat. 
Floyd Ray Roseberry had a Facebook Live video from a truck near the U.S. Capitol. You know he had to be a right-winger because he's dumb as fuck because Congress isn't in session right now. Ray Roseberry was identified as the North Carolina Donald Trump supporter. Who who would have funk it, right? You think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Yes. Who was streaming on Facebook Live while talking about Joe Biden and revolution from a truck during an active bomb threat investigation near the Library of Congress. Let's There's a picture of him. I don't know what the do- like I've I've not I'm finding all this shit out with you guys right now. I saw Mo Brooks's statement. My congressman Mo Brooks who was implicated in the January 6th riot. Blame this on socialism. Of course he did. Fuck right wingers and morons. Let's hear what he has to say before we get all the details. He spoiler alert spoiler alert, he has been taken into custody. This is the beginning. This is like a this is like a 30 minute long video. We're probably gonna watch the whole fucking thing because morbid curiosity. Well fucking people think it's a joke, but they cleared the block. I done called 911 three times. I need to get Joe Biden on here because this baby. It's awful. I'm not hurting nobody, Joe. I'm not I'm not pulling the trigger on this thing. I can't. There's no way for me to blow us up. Only you can by shooting a bullet through my window. <laughs> You're a terrorist, dude. This is the literal definition of terrorism. Do it, Joe. I love this land. Bullshit. We got a few options here, Joe. I don't even think the president's in D.C. right now. Two and a half blocks going with me. And then you're talking about a revolution. The revolution's on. It's here. It's today. I told my wife I'd be home by Sunday. You won't, sir. You're not going to see your wife for quite some time. Come out and help me. Because I got it standing. I got the foundation built, people. I'm here. They know I'm here. And I done told them to clear the blocks. The Bill Hicks jokes, to seeing, or instead of yelling revolution, revolution, people in the South are yelling evolution, evolution. We want our thumbs. I'll give them them. David Hanson, I'm up here in uh, Washington, D.C. There's a capital or something. There's another capital. And I've done got the police coming and I'm trying to get Joe. There's a capital. There's another capital. This motherfucker has no clue what the fuck he's talking about. He's in front of the Library of Congress. Doesn't even know the fucking buildings in the country he supposedly loves that represents our government. 
phone. What's Biden on the phone? I'm parked up here on the sidewalk right beside all this pretty stuff. And they don't realize that... That you're an idiot? No, we all know. This thing off. When that bullet hits this window, that's when it goes off. And it ain't my fault. Yes! Yes, it is. I got the roads blocked. Once again, I don't know the details. We're watching this together. You guys may be up on the story. I don't know if he actually had explosives. They better listen before they shoot. Well, I mean, you're white. They're not just going to shoot you automatically. They're going to have a standoff and a hostage negotiation with you. Change shortage for a reason. I got it all. I got loads of it. Loads of it. Is this dude doing the ass pennies thing? He's like sticking pennies up his ass and then handing them out at restaurants and shit so that everyone in the town has had something that's been up his ass? What is that? That's Upright Citizens Brigade. And it don't take but a half a roll of nickel to eat to a fifth caliber bullet. But I'm telling you, them snipers come in, they start shooting this window out. This bomb's going off because it was built by y'all's people, by the people y'all had in the military. Y'all were the ones that trained the man to build it. He blowed his legs off building them. So this thing's right. And when he tells me that when the decimals hit so certain peak, but let it go. It's going to go. Once again, proving you're not a patriot. You don't love the country. You're a terrorist. If you do, like five more, like four more going off. Four more. Man, driving a Chevy. I ain't got hands on none of them. They sitting in cars all over this fucking place around here because you thought the South wasn't coming. Well, Joe Biden, the South's come. The roads are blocked. And I'm waiting on your phone call. It's your call. Wait, he, he, wait, 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 wait. Said he was from North Carolina, right? North Carolina fought for the Union. What? What? <laughs> you can shoot me and kill me right here? They did, didn't they? Yeah. City blocks. And let all the patrons out in the country know. Because I ain't here to blow nobody up. I ain't here to hurt nobody. If I was, I wouldn't have told them to tell people to leave. I would have gunned this motherfucker and rode it right up in your front door. Oh, North Carolina joined the Confederacy. Oh, shit. The second to last to leave the Union. I'm here for the American people. Hit that dab in. If you want to take me out, take me out. But when the Patriots come, your ass is in trouble. And this dude, this is the same kind of dude that would come to my fucking chat and say that he's middle of the road, that he's reasonable, he's not a far right nut job. You know it. 
He thinks he's a patriot that loves this country and he's doing what's right because he's been fucking convinced by the propaganda from the right wing. Five of us are already here. And I'm the little man. I'm the speaker. So if you if you blow my truck up, man, hey. It's on you, Joe. This is what 25 years of fucking Fox News will do to your brain. And brother, you said if you could do anything to save one life. One life. Oh, Scrappy, last night I said, like, the right-wingers over here are already... You got a chance. Like, finding out that they actually like the Taliban. They agree with them on things. We're living in a free country, Joe. You're talking about living in a free country while you are committing an act of terrorism. You are trying to bend the government to your will with a bomb in your truck, you dumb fuck. Choice yours. We're living in a free country, now do what I say. That sums up the American right wing right there. And take the chance of blowing up two and a half. I don't know yet, Scrappy. I, I'm... I am watching this fresh right here with you guys. Uh, I don't know any. I don't know any of the details. That's, I do most of the things on this show like that. I I see the headlines. I put them in the reservoir of stories, and then I consume them fresh with you guys. As I, said, I don't know if he actually had explosives in the vehicle. I I I know he's been taken into custody. That's that's all I I, I know about the resolution of this event. But he did indeed claim other people were with him. Box full. Monium nitro. It's full. I don't want to die, Joe. I want to go home. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Times Square one next. This was this was Washington D.C. He's outside of the Library of Congress. All them dead people's on your hands. Afghanistan, I'm standing for you strong too. The motherfuckers should have bombed our asses and made sure you was all right before you left. Before we left. Oh, by the way, we've got another right winger giving his opinion about what we should have done with Afghanistan. And like, yeah, that'll fix everything. We should have just bombed it into oblivion and killed everybody. That's what he's advocating for. Jesus. So if they blow me up Afghanistan, I hope somebody takes revenge on that. Because I'm a patriot. You're not. You're a terrorist. I love this land. No, you don't. And I am so tired of the... I, I know they've convinced themselves of this shit. Like, he literally believes that. And like... But you're stupid, dude. You're not... You don't love this land. It's the opposite. And I am tired of these motherfuckers wrapping themselves in the flag. And then yelling at me, telling me I'm wrong. I see it every fucking day, these idiots. They think they're in the right. They have I know it's cognitive dissonance. They've convinced themselves of this shit. It's the right-wing echo chamber media that is feeding them what they want to hear and as Republican politicians and oligarchs the rich people that run this country using them for political gain. Because my grandbaby's going to have the rights I had. 
Any of you other fuckers out there, any of you other patrons, y'all motherfuckers sitting at home, sitting at couch, you out there fishing, playing the golf. I don't want to see no more fucking videos, patriots, it's time. This motherfucker, the revolution's on. It's on. And I don't stand here alone, Joe. If you take me out, you'll never know where them other four are until they go off. It's going to be a chain reaction. Don't break my windows. Send somebody up here to talk to me. Because I didn't carry a gun. I didn't even carry a gun. I didn't carry nothing. All I done was carried my change and brought what the American people give me. And they said, Ray, we're tired. And I told them I was tired too. You know this motherfucker's going to be in court in just a few months with his lawyer. I love Nancy. I love all y'all. I love the man that's getting ready to put a bullet in my head. Arguing about how he's just a simpleton, didn't know what he was doing. Claiming he was just fed full of propaganda. That's going to be his legal defense. That like he just watched too much Fox News, OAN, Newsmax. And it's disgusting. Joe Biden, you better hope he's a Democrat and not a Republican. Because this revolution ain't going to stop, bud. It's on. It's on. You better get your NATO out from over in Virginia. Bring them on down here. You're going to need them. Your NATO out from Virginia? What the fuck? is on, brother. There ain't no more talk about it. I don't want to die. I want to go home. And if any of you are just joining us, like, he didn't know what any of the buildings were. He knows nothing about this country, but he loves it. Even if I don't get to see it. This blood's on your hand, Joe Biden. We can make a deal. We can make a deal. Because I can't make this bomb go off. I have no way Whatsoever. Now, what what even are your demands, dude? But y'all motherfuckers out there just getting ready to set the decimals up. You stack them up all around me. That's fine, Joe. But I'm telling you, brother. When he pulls that trigger, this truck's gone. Are we actually going to get to him? expertise built this. Your military expertise, Joe. All by decimals. I'm glad you got them sirens out from around here. It was kind of making me nervous. Because I don't want to die. But I ain't scared to die. Send somebody to talk to me, Joe. But hey, BLM and Antifa are violent, right? Now, remember, these are the same fucking people that were committing acts of terrorism during the BLM protests in order to blame it on them. When you shoot these windows out, the revolution is on even harder. There's going to be four more going off across this town. It ain't my fault. I'm not surprised. That way, if you do decide to kill somebody, Joe, it's only me. It ain't nobody else. 
We can talk about it. I don't want to die. I didn't want to come. But I had to. Why? People sent me. I did not. I love this world. Absolute embarrassment. We are a failed state. All I want to do is... Honestly, I was thinking about it earlier. We're just like happenstance that the baby boomer generation had these circumstances they did, that the rest of the world fucking bombed itself into oblivion. In World War II, we were left standing, and they squandered it all away. They squandered our standing in the world away. This is a failed state. Just bomb down. And we brought it on ourselves. Go home. They told me how to deactivate it, Joe. But that little blue light right there works off there. Absolutely. And you come up with your little Billy Jacks busting my windows, it's gonna go boom, brother. And I don't want your I don't want your people hurt. If you're going to blow me up, Joe, if you're going to shoot me, please make sure there ain't nobody else around. Please. And the oligarchs in this country use this dude's stupidity against the rest of us. I'm a good man. But you're taking it too far. It's time to take stand, Joe. And I love you, man. I love Nancy. I love everybody. Like I said, hell, if I run over a cat, I gotta go. I gotta turn around, and go back, and put get it out of the road, just so I don't think the kid come outside and see it laying there. You're a psychopath, dude. You're running over cats on purpose, aren't you? An American patriot, I'm telling you. No, you're a terrorist. And you know this motherfucker's been on comment sections talking about how violent Antifa is. It ain't on me. The blood's on your hand. Because I can't set this bomb off, Joe. Only you can. Only your word. Your word, fire, will set this bomb off. When this bomb goes off, there's going to be four more right behind it, and then the Patriots are going to come. Because you don't know where them four are sitting. One of them might be sitting right at the lalalulalu. Better, better talk to me, Joe. You need to send somebody out here to talk to me because I am not going to hurt nobody. I promised my God I will not hurt nobody. I promised to my wife. Is I it just thirty minutes of him saying nobody. the same shit over and over again? I'm myself. I'm gonna keep that promise, Joe. The American people's watching. And they coming. Four more's already here. No, sir. I like the edge. If I was you, man, I'd go ahead and lower all these flags half-staff because they don't deserve to be standing this high. They don't even deserve to be standing with them Democrats up there doing what they're doing. What are they doing, sir? Y'all know what you're doing, Democrats. You're, you're no! America. You're killing America. You're making people... This dude didn't even know what the building in front of him fucking was. 
But yeah, he knows what the Democrats are doing, like fucking investing in roads and bridges. It's like the only piece of legislation the Democrats are, are fucking working on. What are you talking about? You're an idiot, dude. It's supposed to be a place people want to come. Let them come. Black, white, lesbian, gay, LGBT. It don't matter. We're Americans. Walking billboard for why comprehensive universal health care is needed in this country. Stand up here and tell us what to do. This is your option now. But once again, this this is this is an issue. Shoot me, crack these windows. And blow up two city blocks. Of affluence is what well, that's a nice fucking truck. That's a thirty, forty thousand dollar truck he's sitting in. I'll clear him out of seat over here beside all this money. His dude isn't poor and desperate. All, all that. Look behind me. Joe, I'm surrounded by He's got like a thousand dollars in pennies. What the fuck? Shit y'all call pennies. You robbing people on that too. Joe Biden, your pennies rot. And every time a penny rots, y'all making money. Why? Huh? I got him. All over the place. And he's got a watermelon. What's a watermelon for? I love America, Joe. And I know you snipers are good. They can take me out any way they want to. I was going to throw me up some blinds around, but hell, we hunt in the south too, man. We know what heat heat radars are. We know we're fucking kill a damn hog at night. We know how to damn tell heat. Come on, Joe. I just want to talk to somebody, Joe. Send somebody here to talk to me. You're... You're probably talking to like fucking thousands of followers on Facebook. Set this bomb off, Joe. You're the only one. You are the only one in America. Come on, Joe. Set this bomb off. Tell them to pull the trigger, Joe. Tell them. There's four more sitting out here. Tell them, Joe. Tell them to pull the trigger. I'm ready. I will send somebody out here to talk to me. Got an alarm going off or something. I want to go home by Sunday. Cut out that damn malarkey. You ain't going home, sir. You with the feds. Hope all American people don't make a liar out of me. And I hate to tell you, you ain't getting no bond. You ain't going to see daylight for at least 10 years. Probably longer. Told her I was going fishing today. Took off before she got up. You just fucked yourself because you ain't getting no pussy anymore. Be home Sunday. Either home it's going to be. But Joe, it's up to you. This is your option. I'm not moving from this spot. I'm not putting nobody in harm. I pulled up here and throwed out about $3,000. And you wouldn't believe what a man done. He raked up a big old hand for and he handed it to this other man that needed it. Your money ain't no good, Joe. What? You got dirty money. 
I'm assuming you have no clue about monetary policy, sir. What's up, you, Joe Biden? I'm ready. American people's ready. Just threw out thousands of dollars, has thousands of dollars in change. I told you there's four more sitting all around this town. And I have I have no idea really where they're at. We all came in different ways, but we came from the same place. They probably worked construction. He's a welder. Not gonna be on mine. <laughs> you could just well, I don't think money's the issue, just throwing thousands of dollars at the window. Works off decimals. Y'all see that little round thing? I know you're watching me. This little round thing right here is speakers. These little wires out this side right here, they run down to these wires. This is Tannerite. I'm sure they know what it is. Come out here and talk to me, John. America's tired of it. And I'm not setting this bomb off, Joe. You are. But I want to know what you're tired of, sir. You're going to be the one setting it off, not me. I assume it's complete and utter bullshit that you've heard on right-wing propaganda. I cannot set this bomb off. I cannot set this bomb off. The only thing that can set this bomb off is enough decimals. You know it. You know that's exactly what he's going to say. It's going to be some bullshit about communism, critical race theory, and kids in masks. That's... Start the revolution. Joe, you can send them in, man. But I'm telling you, you the man that's going to set the bomb off, I ain't. I can't do it. I can't kill nobody. I can't kill myself, hurt myself. I'm just here to give you options. Unlike what you give us. Sir, you have no options anymore. You want to talk about freedom? You ain't got freedom anymore. You are not seeing daylight for years, at least a decade, I am sure. Probably, if they make an example out of you, you might be going to jail for life, sir. It's a wide range of charges they can hit you with for this bullshit. This area is only okay for people who... I guess I want to watch them die. Bomb squad's here. Joe, don't shoot. If you shoot, you're the one setting this bomb off, not me. Because I have no control. I have none. Yeah, there is the possibility that he could roll over. No control over but I don't know. I don't know that he's not bluffing. Expertise. I don't know that he actually has friends. One trained one that trained the people that's in the military now. <laughs> he made this. He didn't have the two legs, but he said he knows it works. 
he's used them many a time. Like Bubba made a bomb for him or something? Because if you shoot me, you're setting this bomb off. And you're setting the other four off. And the other four might be sitting in the middle of a million people and it'll be on you. It won't be on us. Did this have something to do with what happened in New York City? It's your game, Joe. There's a suspicious vehicle in Times Square. This is the idiot... She, pulled up in front of the Library of Congress earlier today. Blocks gone. Issued a bomb threat. Let your people do the calculation. Shoot me, Joe. I thought it was on the news all day long. That was a big story today. This is like a three or four hour long standoff, I do believe. Set the bomb off. Joe Biden, the man you tell to pull the trigger. He's in front of the Library of Congress, the RNC, the Capitol building. He's the man that's going to set it off. We're all evacuated. Because I don't want to die, Joe. I love everybody. He's been rambling about this shit for 23 minutes now. He pretty much hasn't said anything. He's saying like the same five or six phrases over and over again. Apparently, he is upset about Afghanistan. What you do, Joe? He's got a buddy with no legs that built a bomb. He threw out a couple thousand dollars worth of cash from his window. He has a thousand dollars at least in pennies in his vehicle. This is all just batshit crazy. He's a Donald Trump supporter. He's upset over Joe Biden, but he loves Joe Biden. He loves Nancy, and he's a true patriot. But show option. <laughs> and you just got to remember, Joe, there's four more here. Do check on your friends. Like, I... They say... I have a very close friend who is an Afghanistan vet, and, like, (laughs) I was that a lot. (laughs) I have a very close friend who's an Afghanistan vet, and, like, it's, like, he he knew, like, he's, he's friends with me, obviously. So, like, you know, he knew he wasn't fighting for the country or whatever, but, like, it's still, like, it's hard on them. I... What up, Cricks? Welcome. We are finishing up this video. This dude that had the bomb threat that shut down Washington, D.C. earlier today. Sitting there just like me, but I had to be the one chosen to do the dirty work and talk. I always get shit in the deal, Joe. He's from North Carolina. He says he's doing it for the South. The South is, is here. Love all y'all people out here. I know what you're doing. You're protecting the Capitol. But you don't have to worry about it. I'm not going to blow it up. And he doesn't know which building is the Capitol. We found that out at the beginning of the video. Nancy Pelosi. 52 Democrats. 
And Joe's screaming right now, pull the trigger, pull the trigger, pull the trigger. 52 Democrats? Do you think if I got the balls to come up here, you think these little balls hit, huh? There's some humstringers out here. Motherfucker is sitting out in front of the Library of Congress. This would have never happened if you had spent a little more time at the library. Indeed. This is not about politics, no. This ain't got nothing to do with politics. I don't care if Donald Trump ever becomes president again. Don't matter to me. Oh my, oh my God, is he upset? Did he think Trump was going to be president last week? <laughs> is that what set this whole thing in motion? That he thought Trump was going to be reinstated, what, last Friday? And now he's disappointed, so he's like, I can't drive up to D.C. with my bomb! The Democrats need to step down. The Democrats need to step down. Y'all need to understand, people don't want you there. Motherfucker, the 50, the the Senate is split 50-50. The 50 Democrats represent 40 million more people than the 50 Republicans. I've got news for you. We don't want the fucking Republicans there. We don't want your bullshit there. That's why the Republicans fight so hard to limit the vote. Hell, I don't even want most of the Democrats there. They suck, too. Y'all got a life that y'all can live. Wouldn't have to worry about a thing. I do, too, Joe. I had it all. These fucks hate democracy. A a kid, a grandbaby, a daughter-in-law. And you threw all that shit away. You all, your entire family. I hope you're proud of yourself. As you're sitting in a jail cell right now, you might be being questioned by the feds. That's possible. But you're probably sitting in a jail cell right now. Think about that. You're never going to see your wife, your kids, your grandkids. Exactly. He's talking about freedom while he's committing an act of terrorism. While he wants the government to bend to his will. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe. I got two kids. Son-in-law, daughter-in-law. Not going to get to see him again. Grandbaby. I'm not naming no names. They don't even know I'm here. Yeah, yeah. The next time they're going to see you is when you're at a court appearance and they're going to get a wave at you from across the courtroom because you're an idiot. Because you've been listening to right-wing propaganda. You've let the fucking Ben Shapiro's and the Tucker Carlson's, the Jesse Lee Peterson's and all the Q shit rot your fucking brain. But it's on you, Joe. I can't set the bomb off. I feel sorry for this dude. I really do. I can't set it off. And this, this is a crossroads of ignorance and affluence. Once again, he's in a $30,000, $40,000 truck. He threw thousands of dollars at the window. This isn't some desperate man. This is just an entitled asshole that is upset about the fucking the way the election went. We got the foundation started. I, and fuck him indeed, but like... I just don't want to hurt nobody. We're not like the Democrats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Democrats are the violent ones as he's sitting there with a bomb in his trunk. 
It takes some major programming to get somebody to do something like this. The American Taliban. (laughs) Those of you on the podcast, he's just staring out the window right now. The solemn look on his face. He hasn't blinked in a while. Send some over top. <laughs> oh, they're going to talk to you, sir. It's my land. It's your land. Yes, a lot of people have been sharing out the pictures of the way the Taliban holds their guns. Stand, Joe. Pointing out that they, they received training from us. let Taliban run right through. I guess some people done some things sometimes. Well, look here, you little bitch. So- now that's, that's a reference to Ilan Omar. And, like, they take that out of context so many times. She's talking about, like, Muslims being blamed for the actions of all Muslims. She's not minimizing the 9-11 attacks. But, like, apparently he's really pissed off. Racist as fuck. Doing some things now. It's the fucking South. Thank you, Georgia. Thank you, North Carolina, South Carolina, for allowing me to make it through. I'm not hurting nobody, Joe. I want to go home. But they chose me to do his shit. I don't know that he was military. I don't mind a bit. Because he was talking about his friends in the military. Also, I, I don't know the details. I'm, I'm watching this fresh with you guys. But I'm telling you, Joe. We're going to get the details after he finishes up here in just a couple minutes. And it's going to be a chain reaction. You didn't believe nobody ever come up here in the first place. What are you talking about? More sitting around town. What are you talking about? They've had fucking barriers erected around the Capitol building to stop you fucks from coming up because exactly this has happened. <laughs> this one's just a start. Yeah, white privilege indeed. I don't want to sit here when it blows up. I don't want to sit here and die in this truck. I'll die in federal prison. Now that that is a good possibility, sir. I'll step down out of this truck. You go home, I'll go to federal prison. Yep, that's what's going to happen. Boiler alert. Nobody deserves to die, Joe. Don't do it, man. You pull that trigger, his truck goes up. Ain't nothing I can go about. But you're responsible. You're killing me. And setting this bomb off. I mean, he's right in front of the Library of Congress. They'd already evacuated at this point in time. People's 
tired, Joe. Just send somebody here to talk to me. We'll get the full story here in just a minute. First thing wants airstrikes in Afghanistan. Oh, we're finally getting to his demands. It's 31 minutes and 6 seconds into the video. We are finally getting to his actual demands. He wants airstrikes in Afghanistan. The same thing we've been doing for 20 fucking years that enriched fucking defense contractors. Kick that Taliban's ass and keep them from killing people. You are the Taliban, sir. Judge? Jew? <laughs> well, it ended there. Oh, we've got fucking more. Guys, I found me a place. Guys, I found me a place to park. Oh, that's the beginning. All right. Watch the videos throughout this article. The Facebook page has now been taken down hours after he started streaming. His full name is Floyd Ray Roseberry, 49, from Grover, North Carolina, although he went by Ray Roseberry on Facebook. YouTube has also been removing some of Roseberry's videos. A photo uh, from the scene showed that he threw money out the pickup truck as parts of the Capitol complex were evacuated and law enforcement responded in mass. It's not clear whether Roseberry actually had a bomb Snipers were at the scene. He surrendered. That tweet has been taken down for some reason. Before he did, Tom Manger, the Capitol Police Chief, said in a news conference that around 9.15 a.m., a man in a black pickup truck drove on the sidewalk near the Library of Congress. The driver told the responding officer that he had had a bomb and the officer said the man had what appeared to be a detonator in his hand. We immediately evacuated the nearby building, Manger said. Police have not identified Roseberry, but his name is attached to the Facebook page from which he streamed the videos. Manger said police responded to a disturbance call. He said the House and Senate are on recess. He said negotiations were ongoing, and he didn't want to go into detail. Manager said he noted that law enforcement was aware of reports that the man was live streaming on Facebook. This is a picture from his Facebook uh, about a month ago. Some of his weaponry. He was indeed a Trump voter who voted for the first time in his life for former President Trump. Absolutely. And if you, I, I'm happy to give you guys any of the resources that I use. Just ask me for a link. Uh, but if you want to, you can subscribe to my Patreon for $1 a day and you get all of my notes every day. I actually do a news rundown daily. I think it's actually a pretty good resource. That's why a dollar a day on Patreon. Here's another video we've got. Let's let's watch it. No problem. Alright, people. He's driving, so this is before the video we just watched. Now, if you have ever ventured over to Echoplex's page, you know that driving while live streaming is a popular thing with right-wing nut jobs. 
He stopped at a red light. You know, I went to the doctor yesterday. He's going to get some of those cell therapy shots they've been bragging about giving to the athletes all these years. Stem cells? What? Just so I'd be able to walk. I go in, get ready. Doctor says, oh, no shots today. Insurance don't cover it anymore. So you're pissed at capitalism, sir. Really? My wife goes to the doctor. She's got cancer. And this motherfucker threw thousands of dollars out the window. He can have whatever shot he wants. And I told her it wouldn't cover it no more because it was cosmetic. It was on her face. Wait, what? Cosmetic hell. They had to take half her fucking nose off. Still going today. No, no, it's his buddy that built the bomb that has no legs. Bob? A bomb? If that dude even exists. Where's the insurance at? Dude, you're pissed off about corporations and insurance. Like, I've got a better solution for you. Come over here and join with us leftists and let's do Medicare for all. All these illegal immigrants from Afghanistan. We're going to have free health care for us. You're fucking giving it to them. South's fed up. Well, Adam, this dude is giving you his total honesty right now. Speaking from the heart about how the South is fed up. It ain't because we don't love everybody. My heart goes out to everybody, even animals. You're I cool, man. Animal, Got a hug for you. I have to go back, pick it up, throw it out of the road, just so it don't get run over again. I mean, really. Come on, man. That was the thing about the fucking cat again. I don't know if I can watch any more of these. In the live streams, he requested to speak to Joe Biden and had something on his lap while expressing animosity to Democrats. He indicated that he didn't want to hurt anybody, but still threatened to detonate an explosive device. Again, it was not clear yet whether he really had one. He brought up the people of Afghanistan in one video. He added, we're living in a free country, Joe. On Facebook, he ran about Biden's exit from Afghanistan. All those dead people are on your hands. Shared out some shit from Don Jr. Uh, this guy on Twitter is saying that he has a crystal, uh, criminal history and is threatening to blow himself up. A propane bomb. Police say they were still investigating the motive, but the suspect's video and social media posts make his politics clear. 
Roseberry's wife told a reporter she thought he was going on a fishing trip. But we're also now following breaking news on Capitol Hill. U.S. Capitol Police are saying they're responding to what they're now calling a, quote, active bomb threat investigation. This is due to a... Okay, so this is as it was ongoing. Let's find something afterwards. The wife says her husband has been upset about the result of the presidential election and voted for the first time in his life. In a phone call, Roseberry's wife says her husband recently struggled with mental health issues and recently changed medication. I hate to, to blame mental health issues. So he has a criminal history, but it looks like larceny and operating a vehicle without a license. According to the AP, police were trying to determine whether the device in the truck was an operable explosive and whether the man in the truck was holding a detonator. Snipers were being sent to the scene. See if we can get an update. Man surrenders after claiming to have bomb near U.S. Capitol. Standoff was resolved peacefully after roughly five hours of negotiations, ending when Roseberry crawled out of the truck and was taken into police custody. But even in a city with a long history of dramatic law enforcement encounters outside federal landmarks, this episode was notable for its timing. Washington remains on edge eight months after the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol and for the way the suspect harnessed social media to draw attention to his actions in the hours before his arrest. Authorities who spent hours negotiating with Roseberry, he held up handwritten signs through his driver's side window for continuing to dig into his background. They did not reveal any details about a motive and no charges were immediately announced. Investigators had been speaking with members of Roseberry's family and learned that his mother had recently died. As police continued negotiations, video surfaced of Roseberry on Facebook Live inside the truck, which was stuffed with coins and boxes. He threatened explosions, expressed hostility towards President Joe Biden, profanely warned of a revolution, and laid bare a series of grievances related to U.S. positions on Afghanistan healthcare and the military. Roseberry's ex-wife, Crystal Roseberry, said she had seen images of the man in the standoff at the Capitol and confirmed to the Associated Press that it was her ex-husband. She said she had never known him to have explosives, but he was an avid collector of firearms. Videos posted to Facebook before the page was taken down appear to show Roseberry at a November 14th Washington rally attended by thousands of Trump supporters to protest what they claimed was a stolen election. One video appears to be filmed by Roseberry as he's marching with a crowd of hundreds of people carrying American flags and Trump flags and shouting, Stop the Steal. Thursday's incident began around 9.15 a.m. when a truck drove up on the sidewalk. A Thursday evening, authorities had finished searching the vehicle and determined the area to be safe after not finding an explosive nation's capital has been tense since the January 6th insurrection. 
Thursday's incident marked the third time in as many weeks that federal and military law enforcement authorities had to respond to attacks or possible threats in the Washington area. Officials are also jittery over a planned rally in September. So, it doesn't seem like he actually had a bomb at this time. But we'll definitely be following up on this. I don't know if this incident in Times Square had anything to do with it. I would assume not. I would assume that dude was acting completely alone. But Times Square also evacuated earlier today. This was the scene in New York City. man riding a bicycle through what may be a cookie, a cookie tin toward people. There's no indication as of this afternoon that the object is a real device. Police are checking out the container. Yeah, stop to steal the guy, Shannon, who has a larceny charge on his record. And if he was, he was actually convicted of larceny, he was probably charged with something much worse. Now, these Trump supporters are probably incredibly upset over the poll. Oh, it was law enforcement has a habit of throwing more severe charges to get you to plead out to something less. No, it was probably like felony theft, blah, 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 and then they dropped it down to larceny. They love doing that. Throw the fucking book at you, charge you with everything they can, and then the prosecutors can like, oh, we'll plead out to this, this. Because that's, that's all they could actually fucking convict you on. But now Republicans are all up in arms about this poll that says if the election was held today, Donald Trump would win. Chris Eliza in this opinion piece for CNN says this stunning poll being pushed by Republicans isn't all that stunning. Stunning poll reveals Trump would win election held today. That's the headline of an article published Wednesday in the National Pulse, a pro-Trump news site. Refers to a Rasmussen research poll that, among other things, asked people who they would vote for today between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Trump took 43% to Biden's 37%. The conclusion, at least according to the National Pulse, voters are having buyer's remorse. It is, of course, not that simple. Let's start with the pollster, Rasmussen Research. CNN doesn't report the results from Rasmussen because they conduct automated polls incorporating interactive voice responses that don't meet our polling standards. So what that means is they're calling fucking phones. Usually landlines, too. And that, that fucking skews the data. But I counter their assertion that Trump would win with this poll from Florida that says Biden would actually win Florida at this time. And looking at the polling for the governor's race and the Senate race, I could see that being being true. 
Some of the Republican support is bleeding to third parties. A poll of Florida voters shows Donald Trump, nine months after winning Florida's electoral votes, would lose the state today. A St. Pete poll survey commissioned by Florida Politics indicates Florida voters right now favor sitting President Joe Biden 48% to 47%. Biden's less than a percentage point edge certainly falls within the poll's 2.2% margin of effort. Of error? It says effort. I think it means margin of error. Results of the poll conducted on Monday and Tuesday of this week include responses from 2,068 registered voters. Weighted for active voter demographics. The Democrats' edge stands despite the bulk of respondents telling pollsters they did support Trump in November. True, if anyone's even left fucking alive in Florida. Now... Apparently, Trump was shocked to find out, as I was, I said it on this show, that Trump proved to me that the president has way too much fucking power in this country. Trump said he didn't know that the president actually runs America, runs the United States of America. America is a fucking continent. President Trump told Sean Hannity that he assumed that most of the president's power didn't actually come from the president. In a rare interview since leaving office, Donald Trump admitted this week that before he became commander-in-chief, he'd assumed that most of the president's power didn't actually come from the president. God, I wish. Trump's puzzling remarks about his understanding of presidential power were among several statements made during the interview focused almost entirely on President Joe Biden's handling of U.S. military withdrawal in Afghanistan, which Trump called the greatest embarrassment in the history of our country. Which is a fucking wild statement that only someone who has never fucking read a history book could make. Now, the Trump supporters are making a play to try to take over elections in Atlanta. The state Republican Party is making an effort to make sure that the county isn't able to administer their elections. The chair of the Fulton Election Committee has resigned in protest... Alex Wan, who is who in 2009 became the first Asian-American politician to win a city council seat, told the Atlanta Journal-Constitution he resigned early Thursday morning. He leaves as the elections board enters uncharted territory. A review is set to start that could end the state, could end with the state installing its own leadership to manage elections in the Democrat-run county. One qualified for the District 6 seat hours after he resigned. The seat's current occupant, Jennifer Ide, announced Monday she would not seek re-election. Bolton Commission Chairman Rob Pitt said Thursday he isn't worried about losing his election board chair 75 days before Election Day because most of the operational plans are in place. I thought this would have more about the state Republican Party trying to take over the election board because 
they love local control until, you know, they have no control over local control. The State Elections Board Wednesday named the review panel members another step toward what would be a historical takeover of county elections. Speaking of politicians in Georgia, Marjorie Taylor Greene had some choice words had some choice words for Joe Biden. Seems like she's echoing the sentiments of the nut job that had a bomb. Joe Biden, you're not a president. You're a piece of shit. Joe Biden, you're not a president. You're a piece of shit. She took time out of her workout where she's, you know, probably screwing the gym owner and, you know, her hut. Like, I, it was some weird fucking sex triangle she had going on in her gym. Stupid. Right-wingers are morons. What the fuck are you doing, DK? Did you come in here to embarrass yourself again? Did you come in here to say stupid shit? Look like a fucking fool and let me make fun of you? Come on, hit me with it. What kind of bullshit are you going to throw out today? What has right-wing propaganda told you to be pissed off about today, sir? The International Monetary Fund has suspended Afghanistan's access to funds. The move follows the Taliban's takeover of the country last weekend. An IMF spokesperson said it was due to lack of clarity within the international community over recognizing a government in Afghanistan. Now, the IMF is an extortion racket. IMF's... Oh, I already read that part. Resources of over $370 million from the IMF have been set to arrive on the 23rd of August. These funds were part of a global IMF response to the economic crisis. Access to the IMF's reserves in special drawing rights assets that can be converted to government-backed money have also been blocked. SDRs are the IMF's unit of exchange based on sterling dollars, euros, yen, and won. Make a cup of tea, dude. My cup of tea. Now, we mentioned Bet's not taking it well that we pulled out of Afghanistan. The father of the first American killed in Afghanistan calls the abrupt U.S. withdrawal shameful. I would think your 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 kid dying in a needless war was the shameful thing, not the pullout. Mike Spann, a Marine turned CIA officer, felt a duty to go to Afghanistan in the wake of September 11th attacks. One of his last phone calls home to check on his children, he told his father he was hopeful they would gather information to locate the mastermind of the attack, Osama bin Laden. Spann was killed days later on November 25th, 2001, during a prisoner uprising at the fortress where he had been questioning extremists. Extremists. Now, we, we know for a fact that a lot of the people that they labeled extremists 
in Afghanistan were just regular citizens. Cricks, I'm working my way up to it. Uh, like, I've got, I've, I, most streamers just get on and, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. They'll, they'll watch long form videos and they'll, they'll talk about things, but like, I, I prepare, I, I have like stories laid out and everything. So I also like, it, it takes me an hour or two to put the show together before I actually come on. I do, I will be streaming, like, this is the summertime, I do stream, um, we'll stream, like, Senate hearings and political rallies and shit like that. I'll be on a lot more in the fall. Thank you for your support, Cricks. I greatly appreciate it. Dude came in here talking about, like, ah, how's your career doing? Called me a partisan hack. Like, my career is just fine. Thank you very much. I am happier now than I've ever been in the 20 years I worked in terrestrial media. Ban's father said he was disgusted by images of America's chaotic withdrawal Monday showing people desperate to escape the Taliban takeover clinging to the side of a departing U.S. military jet. Let's, let's listen to this uh, news the report here. erupting more than 7,000 miles away in Afghanistan is striking a chord with veterans here at home. This sudden collapse in less than three days. I appreciate that, Crix. James Razone is a veteran and PTSD survivor who served in a combat zone in Iraq for three and a half years. He worked as a human intelligence collector for the U.S. Air Force, where he identified insurgent groups and interrogated terrorists. We knew ultimately that this was a very real possibility of happening. As Razone explained, Many hoped the hard work would hold tight and have long-lasting positive effects on the people and the country of Afghanistan. We it was never about the people of Afghanistan. Of training and mentoring with the Afghan army. And like, and I feel sorry for this dude because like, I'm sure his heart is in the right place. He thinks he's going over there to do this for a noble reason. No. This was always about enriching U.S. defense contractors. And then you, you saw the video I played of the, of the general from Afghanistan. The fucking opulence. As someone in the chat called it. Like, I, I don't know that opulence is a strong enough word. Looked like that was Elton John's fucking house. Uh, necessary uh, tools of the trade that it may have. They may have held on a little longer. In April, President Biden addressed the nation, saying U.S. troops would start withdrawing from Iraq and Afghanistan on May 1st and be complete by September 11th. I'm now the fourth United States president to preside over American troop presence in Afghanistan. Two Republicans, two Democrats. I will not pass this responsibility onto a fifth. The timing of the withdrawal. Thank you, Biden. For Razone, considering the summer months are the peak of fighting season, we should have either withdrawn in the in the spring, late winter, early spring, before the fighting season had started, or sometime in the the late fall, early winter. You know, would have given them several more months to prepare. And well, Trump's agreement with the Taliban was only through May. What could happen? Razone says at this point, anything is possible. We did our jobs. We fought with honor, and you know, we just have to accept that. What happened is happening. You need to accept that U.S. foreign policy isn't about taking care of anybody. Now, this army vet, who apparently is a 
contributor to Fox News or a host on Fox News, he's got a wild take. I mean, Biden should be so familiar with who he's dealing with here. Yeah, we should have killed every one of them. Uh, if we've learned anything, it's take no prisoners on the battlefield. Uh, if they have a gun in their hand, put a, put a bullet in their chest. That's what we've learned. Uh, we're not going to be allowed to gather human intelligence because, uh, you know, that process is considered torture now. Uh, so what's the point in bringing any of them in? All they're going to do is sit there, get fat, become martyrs for everyone on the ground, and then we're going to release them back so they can stir them up and they can take over Afghanistan because that's exactly what's happened. We traded five leaders, five people with tons of blood on their hands for a traitor who got other Americans killed. Trump did that. And the Obama administration passed it off as a victory. They wanted us to celebrate it. They were surprised we didn't. Have oh wait a minute, he wasn't talking about the dude that's running the Taliban now. My bad. Celebrate it from one coast to the other. Wait a minute. So we're going back to the Obama administration to talk about fucking terrorists that Obama traded with the Taliban. <laughs> Not bringing up the ones that Trump traded. That one of them now runs the Taliban. We all know kind of the impact that Marcus Luttrell has had in our military. Um, the idea that he's a lone survivor, somebody who was captured by the Taliban and made it home. And, you know, today different people have different opinions, but at the time we celebrated that. Think of multiplying that times five and then times another hundred because they don't, <laughs> it's a religious thing for them. It's, it's all or nothing for them. These aren't just people who we released. In their mind, God set them free. They're God. In the dude we watched with the bomb in front of the Library of Congress, he thought God put him there. God came through for them in their righteous cause. So the impact of these five is much greater than us bringing home any POW, whether it be Marcus Luttrell or a traitor like Bo Bergdahl. And we sit here and we wonder why we can't win this war. Because we're not willing to. We haven't been willing to in a long time. I'm not saying we should be unethical or immoral. But our moral that is exactly what you said, sir. That is exactly what you be unethical and unmoral. That is exactly what you are arguing for, you piece of shit. Superiority to date has just gotten more Americans killed. So at some point we have to fight a war, which means kill the enemy, which means why did the Obama administration care more about the living conditions and health of people in Guantanamo Bay than maybe vets sitting in, a, in an Arizona VA? I'd love to have the answer to that. Why is that a case? I'm really upset by this. And I'm not just trying to play partisan politics. I don't know. Bullshit! That's exactly what you're trying to do. And do you know how many people come into my chat? They're like, why are you still talking about Trump? He's not president. These motherfuckers are still, still upset about Obama. If President Trump has set some folks free from Guantanamo Bay, and if I find out he has, or I see that report, I'll come on here and say similar things about him or President Bush or any the dude that is leading the Taliban right fucking now was one of our prisoners that Trump released. You piece of shit. Are you willfully ignorant? Are you lying? Which is it? Anyone else? This isn't partisan for me. This is 330 million Americans. It absolutely is partisan. Class in Washington, D.C., and a bunch of generals that care more about building their career than winning wow. a war. By the way, this dude ain't got no legs. I wonder if he's been in contact with our friend from the Library of Congress. And I'm tired of it, and we deserve better. Wow. What a fucking idiot. So, I... Make it bigger.
Here's the picture of him with no legs. Joey Jones, a Fox News contributor. Joey, you've been in contact with our friend Roseberry from North Carolina. He had a friend with no legs. Now, several of the governors, specifically the South Carolina governor, McMaster, have deflected away from their mishandling of the COVID-19 crisis by bringing up Biden like, Oh, Biden fucked up Afghanistan. That's not, that's not an exact quote. But McMaster specifically today deflected the criticism about his handling of COVID by talking about Joe Biden's handling of Afghanistan. No, Republican governors are getting Americans killed here on this, here in our, on our soil. Now, they're trying to deflect and talk about Afghanistan first time in COVID-19 pandemic, we're getting a first-hand look inside a local COVID-19 ICU. News 5's Caleb Perney introduced... By the way, I put my videos up on BitChute. I got a lot of fucking hate with some videos from last night, but one of them was like, nobody can show me proof that the virus even exists. I'm like, just walk down to the hospital. And they're like, oh, people from YouTube have gone down to the hospital and seen. Like, there's nobody there. Now walk down there for yourself. Say it to a fucking doctor that it's not real. To the Holston Valley Medical Center nurses working. Let's take a look inside the COVID-19 unit. I've had a patient pass away every day. Sometimes in one day we had three pass away. What is it like seeing this happen again after we thought we were almost finished? Well, to be honest with you, PTSD is a real thing with us. No words can fully describe what I saw inside Kingsport's COVID-19 ICU. Nurses rushing back and forth constantly, calling for supplies. Hear that sound? That's an alarm that a patient needs attention. It's always ringing. Most of the time, it's not just one patient who is crashing. It's several patients and seems like it all happens at the same time. I watched as a dozen nurses flipped a man over on his stomach to give him a better chance to breathe. I can't show you his face because of patient privacy, but it was blank, absolute fear. The nurses say they're struggling to stuff down the emotions, knowing this could have been prevented. Nearly all the patients are unvaccinated. One nurse described holding the phone so a family could say goodbye. I was just bawling my eyes out because you can't, I mean, sometimes you can't just help it. So you have to go to the bathroom, have your little cry afterwards, and then you have to come back and just pretend like it hasn't, you know, that it didn't happen. We all feel defeated is, I guess, the only word I can think of. But hey, let's keep sending kids to school. We had a co-worker that recently committed suicide, and it's pretty rough. People don't realize the stress that goes behind this. It's not left here at the hospital. Honestly, hearing the stories about what goes on inside of a COVID-19 ICU, and I'm sure watching it on TV, is nothing compared to seeing it in real life. And I can't imagine how these nurses do it. In Kingsport, Caleb Burney, News 5, WCYB. I guarantee you, on the Facebook page where they shared that story out, there are people mocking it. Like, the, the overwhelming majority of the comments are like, It's not real!
in Tennessee, the head of the hospital, who is a major donor to the governor, Bill Lee, is issuing a dire warning. Tennessee hospital executive who has served two Republican governors and contributed to Governor Bill Lee is sounding the alarm about a looming crisis of COVID-infected children that he warns hospitals are not prepared to handle. Looming crisis! As if we're not in one right now! Oh my God, what's it going to look like in another month? In a strongly worded Facebook post that describes a worst-case scenario, the chairman and CEO of Ballad Health a hospital chain based in Northeast Tennessee warns that freelance self-appointed experts have compromised efforts to protect kids from the deadly virus. Our system is simply not being permitted to work as designed, and I do think there are consequences to this. This is according to Alan Levine. And he wrote it on Ballot Health's Facebook page. He described himself as a freedom-loving, Second Amendment-supporting Federalist Republican. So, in other words, a complete fucking moron. While I strongly disagree with those who feel masking is an infringement on liberty, I do understand where these folks are coming from. That having being said, in big bold letters, political choices come with trade-offs. Choosing individual liberty and freedom is a legitimate position to take, but you have a clear-eyed understanding of what the trade-off is for yourself and for your fellow citizens. His message to parents was blunt. If your child is in a school now and there is no masking, it is highly likely your child is being exposed, even if they are asymptomatic. Now, in today's segment of the consequences of your own actions, Christian radio host who asked if vaccine is a form of government control. Dies of COVID, because no one saw that coming. Jimmy DeYoung. Damn it. I don't want your offer, Charlotte Observer. It doesn't even let me click it. God damn it. Jimmy DeYoung, a Christian radio broadcaster who questioned the COVID-19 vaccines, died Sunday following a short battle with the virus. Hospitalized with COVID-19 on August 7th, according to the Chattanooga, and died from the virus eight days later. DeYoung operated Prophecy Today, and his radio program was heard on more than 1,500 stations worldwide. Judy, his loving wife and companion in ministry for over 60 years, was by his side until the very end. He was 81 years old. It's unclear if DeYoung received a COVID-19 vaccine. His wife also caught the virus, but a post earlier this month said she was at home and improving. One of his frequent guests, Sam Royer, said on DeYoung's show in February that the COVID-19 vaccine had potential problems and said they wouldn't deliver on the promises national leaders put forth. Could this be another form of government control of the people? DeYoung asked. A weird thing for a Christian, religious person to say. I fucking can't click off of this.
it's said around the world. And yeah, there are uh, uh, usually that kind of programming is on AM stations. I worked for a uh, 50,000 watt FM station and our AM station was like a little 2,000 watt uh, AM 1240. No, 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 no. That's the wrong state. I'm trying to, I've worked for so many fucking stations. AM 1460, the light. <laughs> oh man, I use, uh, when I would watch the boards, whenever the um, the actual jock would go out for lunch and shit. I'd flip it. I wouldn't listen to our top forty station. I'd actually flip it over and listen to Limbaugh. Yeah, we had we had a Christian station, and the only political programming was we played Limbaugh at noon. Steve Walsh. The husband of Representative Sarah Walsh has died from COVID-19. I don't know where is this Oklahoma. I, I don't actually know where this occurred. A Missouri state lawmaker who is running for Congress has announced that her husband has died after the couple was diagnosed with COVID-19. It's profitable. And that's the whole reason. Like, the last time I made a play to be on the radio was in 2017 at the local AM station here. And they told me I would have to either buy the time or go out and sell my own advertising. They straight up, they're like, we cannot sell advertising on a program done by a leftist. Because because the, the local people... They're all in the Rotary Club. They're all Republicans and they want to push a certain agenda. Because like, I straight up told them, I'm like, no, no, no. It's not that you can't sell advertising. It's that you want to be able to just call up your, your buddies and sell it easily. You don't you don't want to go to the the bars and the head shops that would actually buy advertising on my show. You could totally sell advertising on my show. Fucking liars. Meanwhile, in Texas, a mask advisory was issued over a gas leak. And then hilarity ensued. A Texas state representative complained about a mask advisory from his county pollution unit, which issued its response after a rail yard incident that released toxic fumes. They say they hate identity politics, but they love it because it's the only thing they win on. They say they're patriots that love the country, but they don't. They're not patriots. Representative Briscoe Kane. What a fucking name. Oh my God. That's the most Texas name I've ever heard in my life. Representative Briscoe Kane. Criticized advice on Monday from the Harris County Pollution Control Services Department, tweeting a response to the recommendation that residents stay indoors and wear a face mask to reduce exposure. 
Briss Cocaine. That's an even better name. That's like me calling uh, Doug Oose in California. The Goose. Briscoe Kane, though. What a name. Holy shit. This was his tweet. In response to a fucking toxic leak and being advised to wear a mask if you go outdoors, this motherfucker tweets, what in the sweet libtard hell is this? Stay inside and wear a face mask to avoid exposure to hydrogen. Hydrogen sulfur. What? I'm glad he's getting drug. Oh, wow. And he was the one that drafted the voting rights bill in Texas. Because of course he was. Holy fuck! Uh. Let's check in on the Hill. I haven't watched him very much since Crystal and Sager left. So Alyssa, what's on your radar? Well, we all recall the 11th hour drama a few weeks back around extending the eviction moratorium. To recap... This woman totally doesn't look like a Karen. And uh, she's, she's going to be on the right side of this, right? The Biden White House punted on engaging on the issue, hoping congressional Democrats would handle the dicey issue, letting the deadline approach without a solution. Now, progressives like AOC and Rep. Cory Bush staged a sit-out on the Capitol steps, claiming millions of Americans faced eviction over the heartless uh-huh. After progressive pressure, the Centers for Disease Control extended the eviction moratorium until Good. October 3rd. The federal eviction moratorium originally went into effect under the Trump administration in September, on September 4th of 2020, following months of businesses being closed due, the, due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, according to the National Equity Atlas, this resulted in 6.4 million households being behind on rent, owing a, a roughly $21 billion to landlords. Listen, I was very much in favor of the eviction moratorium during the height of the COVID pandemic when millions of Americans were prevented from working. This is the height of the COVID pandemic. I hate to inform you. This is this, this right now. We are at the height of the COVID pandemic. But now we have a labor shortage in America. No, we don't. According to the Department of Labor, labor there are one million more job openings than people. Look Good. Good roughly 8.7 million potential workers who are counted among the unemployed. Oh, God, Merkin, you're right. The height so far. Same time, there are an estimated 9.8 million job vacancies as of July 16th. Businesses can't hire enough people. Oh, well. Large and small are resorting to offering incentives to come work for them. Good. Signing bonuses, higher salaries. Good. She says it as if it's a bad thing. For anyone struggling to get back into the workforce. The hospitality industry, which is, was crushed during COVID, has been struggling particularly hard to staff back up. Now, the eviction moratorium expires on October 3rd, more than a year after it went into effect. There is a rich job market and employers are eager to hire. But mark my words, progressive activists will advocate for yet another extension. Absolutely. Renters need the relief. 
but totally missing from this discussion. We, we need relief, yes. Many of whom rely on rental income to pay their mortgages. Mortgages they Someone think of the landlords. According to the not exactly conservative Washington Post, quote, half of rental properties. Let's clarify the very corporatist Washington Post whose interests align with these property owners are owned not by banks or big corporations, but by small landlords, people who manage their own rentals and depend on them for basic income and who are now trapped between tenants who can't pay and mounting bills for insurance, mortgages and property tax, end quote. And of course, as, al- as always seems to be the case, the federal government should step in and provide that relief then, shouldn't they? Extending the eviction moratoriums are in fact hypocrites who continue to collect rent from their own rental properties, all while demonizing others who wanted to. Squad member Rep. Rashida Tlaib was a vocal proponent of extending the moratorium and criticized landlords who would dare to collect rent on the backs of renters during a pandemic. Well, according to her financial disclosure, it turns out she collected up to $50,000 in rent payments from a property in Michigan at the very same time she was advocating for the moratorium and demonizing other property owners. And she wasn't alone. So? I've advocated for the eviction moratorium the entire time. I've advocated for mortgage freeze, rent freeze. I've advocated for payments to people. But the entire time, like, I've I've paid my rent. So, like, I, I don't understand how that makes her a fucking hypocrite. Fellow squad member Ayanna Presley, who, co- who, who collected rent during this period, had claimed during this period, quote, literally, it was literally... Yeah, I hate that Rashida is a but she landlord, though. That, that does kind of... ...thousand dollars in rental income. Kind of hate pulling up the boards for her. Even Presley stated... Quote, the eviction crisis will only exacerbate the trauma and hurt that has been borne by our most vulnerable communities and undermine our national efforts to combat this. But I just don't know how the people that could pay paying her is a matter of life and death makes her a hypocrite. Communities we represent. Well, apparently it wasn't a matter of life and death, just not for those two rent collecting landlords, that is. What? Extension for the moratorium is up on October 3rd. And mark my words, these progressives will once again demand an extension beyond the year. I will. Effect, but they themselves will keep picking up rent checks from the te- their tenants. If they could pay, yes. Because I noticed you shaking my head as I was saying that. <laughs> what are your thoughts on extension? Ryan Graham going to tear, tear her a new one, isn't he? the eviction moratorium and some of this hypocrisy we've seen by progressives. I mean, I don't know that we disagree as much as you might you might think, because I, th- I think this is a policy problem. I think everybody basically agrees, including the squad members that you talked about. And that that's interesting that they're catching, uh, you know, tenant checks you know, at, at the same time that they're talking about this. But everyone basically agrees on, on that, that the policy was supposed to be this, even if it wasn't written well. That if if you're struggling because of the pandemic, then you don't have to pay rent, and the federal government's going to come in and make that up for you. That was the same way that uh, if if business owners were struggling and couldn't make payroll, uh, all they had to do was show that, and the and the business owner could continue to pay them, and the federal government would reimburse them for the pay for the payroll cost. So this is basically that same program. The problem is that it was so poorly designed 
that it has been unable so far to get to landlords and, and tenants. And so they, they have now until October 3rd to try to figure this out. Um, the, the Deputy Treasury Secretary was in Prince George's County, I think yesterday or the day before, talking about a model program that, where they had loosened a lot of the paperwork because there's, there's so much red tape. And so certainly uh, the tenants of Tlaib and Presley would have been eligible for this if they, you know, you know, if they had applied for it. But lots of tenants continued to pay their rent. Um, apparently those tenants were, were, were among those. So they just have to loosen the requirements, get the money out to people. There's more money that's been reserved, $46.5 billion, than there is back rent. Thank you, Ryan, for being a voice of reason. So that everyone from Cori Bush on doesn't want the moratorium to last forever. They just want all of the COVID back rent to be, to be cleaned up. The money is there. Uh, when it came to small business owners, the checks went out, no questions asked, and they just had to document it later. When it comes to tenants and landlords, they ask all of the questions on the front end, require you to fill out all of this paperwork. All these hoops to jump through. To upload it, hassle you all the way through, and then are surprised that the program isn't working. So just treat it the same way that you treat it for business owners is what I'd say. Kim, what are your thoughts? I, don't you think this should be more of a state-by-state state issue? I mean, it seems like the no. money that was allocated for these renters that were struggling was going out to the different states. And then each state seemed to put in place their own requirements for accessing those funds. Yes, that happened. So, you know, like here in, in Los Angeles, and I don't, and it might have even gone further than that. It might, it might be municipality by municipality. So I know like here in Los Angeles, for example, uh, the, the requirements were to, the landlords had to agree to reduce the total rent debt by 30%, for example, and then the rest would be paid out of those funds. So it seems like it's sort of... I hate how the federal government has to, like, administer things on the, on the state level. Overarching... Because states like Alabama, like, really fuck over the people. Were hit harder than others, but fundamentally, I agree with you, Alyssa. And I know Ryan and I have actually disagreed on this particular uh, seg- this particular topic a few times before. But um, you know, there is there are a lot of jobs out there right now. There really are, and now's a great time to go out there and. Neg- we need to not be encouraging people to go out and fucking work. We need to encourage people to stay home and not transmit the virus. God damn it. So while I agree, if you are looking for a job, now is a good time. The job market is a seller's market. By the way, tomorrow night on the Friday Night Freak Show, we're going to have Sparkles talk all about her little issue with her. Apparently, her boss just realized she gave her two-week notice two weeks ago. And her boss sent her a text this morning like, Oh no, you can't leave. That would be devastating. We need to talk. And apparently that talk didn't go well, because I don't think she's going back tomorrow. So she should have a fun story for us. Because she did she did a little job shopping. She got a very, very good offer. Way better insurance, way better pay. Less responsibility. And she's like, okay, gone. Meanwhile, this pizza place, Dave's Pizza in Homewood... Says they will literally hire anyone. Yes, it's an at-will state. Which doesn't mean much for the people that, that, for the workers. At Homewood Pizzeria, a Homewood Pizzeria is facing a labor shortage. Posted an appeal on social media telling job seekers it will literally hire anyone. 
you're on unemployment and can't find a job, call us. We'll hire you. But I wonder what they're paying. Oh, it doesn't say in the article. What the hell? Let's find out. Go to Dave's Pizza's website here. What a gaudy looking place. Um, I can't, I can't apply for a job on your website. Well, that, first of all, that should be on your website, sir. Go to Facebook here. See if we can find out how much they're paying. What? Don't have a Facebook page anymore? Find that post. Exactly. They were lucky to get to. I told her not to. I was like, give yourself a fucking week's vacation at least. Okay, okay, okay. So the first question, what you pay in there? And the response was not nearly as much as Alabama politics pays, I'm sure. What? No surprise, no one wants to work for. Horrible pay and even more horrible attitude. What are you paying? What benefits do you offer? How do you treat your staff? Here's one tip. One or all of these is why you can't find anyone willing to work for you and your response above is very telling. I would still like to know how much he pays. So getting called out that they've had a now hiring banner up for years before the pandemic. So even in like 2018, you couldn't pay people enough to put up with this place. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know where, uh, Dude said, uh, where can we apply? And he put his website up. No, I didn't I didn't see anything about where you could apply on the website. I like that everybody's like, have you considered paying enough? Yes, can we get a starting pay here? Will not say what he's paying anywhere. Everyone's like, hey, provide your pay range. Yes, yes, yes. Brad Bat for Tennessee State Sanity is the page on uh, Twitch and or on Twitter and Facebook. Nobody wants to work anymore, has big time girls don't want to date nice guys energy. 
idiots like maybe start voting for people who don't get free rides because we want you to fucking starve so you'll work for poverty wages. Yes, thank you for pointing that out. Dave's makes a post saying they're desperate for staff. Newspaper tries to write an article about it. Dave's acts like toddlers and refuses to cooperate and tell anybody what they're paying. Dave's will close because of their owner's incompetence, but nothing will change. And they will blame the workers that don't exist and they didn't really want to begin with. Exactly. The White House announced yesterday... It will automatically erase student loan debt for more than 300,000 Americans with severe disabilities that leave them unable to earn significant incomes. Good, but not nearly enough. Which is what we keep saying about the Biden administration every time we talk about student loan debt. The move will wipe out more than $5.8 billion in debt, according to the Education Department. Hold on. 5.8 billion sounds like a lot. One point five trillion is the currently held debt in student loans in this country. One point five trillion. A number that did not exist. 30, 40 years ago. There was no such thing as student loan debt 30, 40 years ago. That's why when people are like, well, it's unfair to forgive student loan debt. No, it's not. Fucking reimburse the people that you fucking charge student loans for in the last 30, 40 years. It's unfair that my parents' generation got to go to college for fucking free, basically. They could pay their way through fucking college because it was all subsidized by the states and the federal government. It's unfair that I had to take out loans to access education. But hey, at least they're taking the steps to relieve the debt of people with severe disabilities, a move that I can't believe didn't happen years ago. How was that not a thing already? How did it take to 2021 for that to happen? Fucking shit. This is a article in The Hill written by Bernard Goldberg an opinion contributor, a very right-wing motherfucker, but he actually he owns several Emmys for his work. He has won 14 Emmy Awards and is a producer and reporter correspondent for CBS News. Exactly. And there's a reason why... the. They love attacking education because they don't want people to listen to people like me. I'm an elitist with an education. Don't listen to that dude. He doesn't know what he's talking about. We want to keep you dumb. Like the motherfucker from North Carolina. So he'll he'll be 
willing enough to vote for us no matter what bullshit will feed him. But also, that's going to come back to bite us in the ass because then he's going to drive to Washington, D.C. with a fucking bomb in his truck. No liberal bias in the media. Who is Chuck Todd kidding besides himself? I don't know. Let's First of all, I need to define what liberal bias is. As I've pointed out many, 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 many times on this show. The corporate media is biased towards corporatism. It certainly isn't biased towards the left. Now, if you want to define liberal as like neoliberal, the conservative order, sure. Then the media has a liberal bias. Been in the media business for 20 years. Every boss I ever had was a Republican. Every single fucking one. Been 20 years, except the the one that was a Democrat, but a Democrat from Pikeville, Kentucky, which is a Republican. There's, There's little regional things where people are like lifelong Democrats. They'd never give up that label. They won't vote for the Democratic Party nationally. It's been 20 years since I published my book, Bias, about liberal bias in the mainstream media because I'd spent nearly 30 years as a CBS correspondent and wrote about what I'd personally seen and heard. The book caused quite a stir. It was a bestseller, and over and over I heard the same thing from people who'd read it, that it confirmed what they knew from reading mainstream newspapers and watching network newscasts, but they were glad that an insider was confirming their take on the subject. I That's a form of bias right there. The fact that you wrote a piece that confirmed other people's biases. Predictably, liberal journalists, I don't know what that word means, were not among its fans. Almost everyone repeated the mantra the, that the whole notion of liberal bias was a fiction, an outrage, a right-wing concoction. Most of the time it is. Over the years since, many of the bias deniers have fallen silent. After all, there is only so much even the most arrogant media heavyweight can say in the face of overwhelming and incontrovertible evidence. So I was surprised to learn recently that Chuck Todd, host of NBC's Meet the Press, is still at it. Now, I should say right here that I once met Chuck Todd at an airport and he seemed like a nice guy, nor does he strike me, and I say this sincerely, as a fool. So I will give him the benefit of the doubt and conclude that he really can't believe what he's saying. That he can't be serious when he says that liberal bias A, doesn't exist, B, never did, and C, is a malicious trope invented by Republicans. It's literally what right-wingers say in comment sections and are like, you post an article with a a fact and they'll be like, oh, liberal bias. Yes, it is a concoction of the Republican Party. But who knows? I'm not a mind reader. Maybe he does believe it or maybe like a press secretary who must stand straight-faced and defend an obviously disastrous policy blunder He's just taking one for the home team. After all, mainstream journalism may not be great for the country as it continues to sow misunderstanding and ill-feeling, but it has been very good for Todd and his friends. Specifically, what Todd said in a recent interview is that journalists did not defend themselves and their integrity vigorously enough. We should have fought back better in the mainstream media, he said. We shouldn't have accepted the premise that there was a liberal bias. We ended up in this both sides trope. We bought into the idea that, oh my God, we were perceived as having a liberal bias. This is true. 
Seriously, real, I well, I, it depends on what we're calling liberal, exactly. Well, I need a, a precise definition of exactly what this motherfucker thinks of as liberal. I want to see his supporting evidence for his argument, though. I'm not buying your goddamn book. But again, that would be presuming that he expects to be taken seriously. And the fact is, it's hard to believe anybody with a pulse, let alone a big-name reporter, actually still thinks the American news media plays fair. No, it's corporatist. It's corporatist. The American people sure don't. A recent Gallup poll found that only 21% of the public has confidence in newspapers and far, and even fewer, 16% trust TV news. They shouldn't. It's capitalism. Latter is about the same percentage who believe the U.S. is controlled by Satan worshippers. Surprise, surprise. Still, in a country of 330 million, not counting uh, those newly arrived across the southern border, this dude is a real jackass, isn't he? I bet he thinks he's middle of the road with his xenophobia laced in this article. That makes more than 50 million souls still inclined to believe what they hear from the likes of CNN's Jim Acosta. I will tell you, you should probably take Jim Acosta at his... There's a bias towards the reporting on CNN, but they're not going to flat-out lie to you the way Fox News OAN Newsmax is. Their bias is far more subtle. In fact, let's start with the way journalists are playing down the mess on our southern border. One of his first supporting arguments is how journalists are playing down the mess on the southern border. The right-wing propaganda that has been trying to distract from the mess here in our country. The one brought on by Joe Biden, apparently. Who's whose policies at the southern border have not been all that different from President Trump's. There are still kids in cages, so I don't know what this motherfucker wants. The VP went down to Guatemala and told people not to come. He he practically sent engraved invitations to everybody in Central America. Who practically sent engraved invitations to everybody in Central America by inviting them to come to the United States. He sent his VP to Guatemala to say, don't come here. But that's counterintuitive to the message of the United States, which is supposed to be, you know, give me your tired, your weak, your poor... While we're on the subject, it is apparently also of little news value that the president at times seems to have trouble finishing a sentence without babbling incoherently. Wow. Are you describing Trump? Of course, what's newsworthy can quickly change according to circumstances. For a long time, anyone who suggested the... I'm not even going to say it. Might have come out of a lab in the city was a conspiracy-mongering right-wing nut job. Still are! Still the fuck are! And to be fair, the Hill is usually pretty good, but their opinions are... Their opinion pieces are shit. And lean heavily right-wing. 
In fact, to really see just how unbiased journalists are, let's take a stroll down memory lane and contrast how they're treating Joe Biden with the way they treated you-know-who. Never mind what you think of Trump. Personally, I've got big problems with him. But does anyone outside the Satan-worshipping community and possibly Chuck Todd honestly believe the Times gave him a fair shake? So he's going to talk about the percentage of negative coverage given to Trump, which I absolutely say he earned. The media was right to be concerned about Trump. He proved himself to be one of the absolute worst presidents, led a coup against the country. But no need to go through the particulars, he says. You can pick up pretty much any copy of the gray lady from the moment Trump went down the Trump Tower escalator to, well, actually today, and it hits you in the face. Case in point, on May 19th, 2019, the paper claimed that Donald Trump had run an unabashedly racist campaign. Factual statement. Harsh to be sure, but editorial writers are entitled to their opinions, right? Except, wait, this wasn't an editorial. It was presented in a front-page story by two of the paper's top political reporters. As indisputable fact. Could be because it was an indisputable fact! It was an indisputable fact. Indeed, in the Times, it was simply a given that Donald Trump, his policies, and his supporters were racists misogynistic and generally hateful. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's that's what he ran on. He said it, not me. Little wonder that after Trump's first 100 days in office, a Harvard University study found the Times coverage was 87% negative. Yeah, he earned it. Noam Chomsky was like a fucking soothsayer. And apparently NBC's coverage was 93% negative. Nor was Trump allowed to defend himself. CNN attack dog Acosta might have been speaking for the entire White House press corps when he reported, after watching Trump respond to media attacks, that the president was ranting and raving for the better part of the last hour. That sounds like an apt description of many of the times Trump gave a press conference. Then again, as Chuck Todd says, the problem is all perception. Take, for example, the Time story that went viral the day Trump took office, saying he'd removed a bust of Martin Luther King Jr. from the Oval Office, It turned out the bust hadn't been removed at all. A Secret Service agent was standing in front of it. So a Times guy thought it wasn't there. I don't even know what he's fucking talking about. But hey, here's here's a whole retraction, which is something fucking right-wing media never does. Of course not. I wanted to give this dude the benefit of a doubt. But he's clearly a partisan hack. 
You know who's not a partisan hack? Speaking of NBC, here's a peacock. Apparently was in somebody's front yard in Oklahoma. Looks very proud strutting its stuff. Look how pretty it is. And it really is strutting. That peacock is cool as shit. And he's just chilling, too. I don't think peacocks are, you know, wild to Oklahoma or they, I don't know. Maybe. I would assume it got loose from somewhere, though. Oh, shit. It flew up on the on the roof of the house. It's just having a grand old time. Well, you guys know if I played a animal video, it's time to wrap this bitch up. If you're watching on Twitch, I'm sending you guys over to Ricky the Great. Ricky the Great One. Uh, always fuck his name up. My apologies, Ricky. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. We'll see you tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Eastern for the Friday Night Freak Show.